If you take your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 9, please. Proverbs chapter 9. The title of the message tonight is Wisdom Builds. Wisdom Builds. I was, as we were praying, I was thanking God for the opportunity to pray like that as a church. I just absolutely love that on Wednesday nights. Wisdom builds. In, ch in chapter 8, we learned that wisdom was not only the Lord Jesus Christ, but wisdom, being Christ, is the great architect that God used to create the world in the very beginning. Wisdom made everything that was made. And in chapter 9 tonight, we learned about wisdom building something on earth building something on earth but this time it's not building heaven and earth this time wisdom is not building something physical at all this time wisdom is building something spiritual Solomon said if you look with me in verse 1 wisdom hath Build it. Now that's past tense, meaning that it was built in the past and stands in the present. And this is an attribute of wisdom. If you're taking uh, notes or if you don't mind marking in your Bible, underscore the word builded. Wisdom builded. That's an attribute of wisdom. Birds fly, flowers bloom, rivers run, wisdom builds. Construction is the fruit of wisdom. A person who is filled with wisdom will be a person who builds. They'll spend their life building, building their house, building their family, building their faith, building their ministry. Construction is the fruit of wisdom. Consequently, destruction is the fruit of foolishness. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 1, Proverbs 14, verse 1, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down. Construction is the fruit of wisdom. Destruction is the fruit of foolishness. My granddaughter Leah is learning to crochet. After learning some basic principles of crocheting, hooking, and looping, she made me a beautiful bookmark last week. Just look at that talent, would you? Look at that talent. Even asked me the color I wanted first. So I have it laying there in the book of Hosea. So thank you, Leah. And as long as she follows the principles of hooking yarn and forming the loops, she will continue to build. But the moment she violates those principles, you know, if you take the little string and you don't do it right, you can just... and take all those loops right out, right? And the moment she violates those principles, she'll be plucking it down. When we walk in the wisdom of God's Word, our daily walk will be daily building us up. Wisdom builds. When you walk in the wisdom of God's Word, 
Every step you take in that wisdom, every day, your daily walk will be daily building. Daily building you up, daily building others up. The Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. We've got lots of scriptures tonight. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. The Apostle Peter said, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Why do you grow in the Word? Because wisdom builds. It's an attribute of wisdom. Here's a kingdom truth for you tonight. He who goes by the Word grows by the Word. He who goes by the Word grows by the Word. Wisdom builds. And since wisdom is Jesus, then that means Jesus what? If wisdom builds and wisdom is Jesus, what does Jesus do? Jesus builds. Man, I like this. I like this. And Solomon said, wisdom built, look in your text, her house. Her house. Now you say, Brother Richard, why does it say her house? Jesus is a man. Jesus is male. Well, now wisdom here is spoken of in the, in the female gender. It's describing a, a wise woman. It's illustrative. It's not, uh, 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 it's not being gender specific here. It's being illustrative. And, uh, and, and it's describing a wise woman who builds her house in comparison to the foolish woman who what? Plucks it down. So wisdom builds her house like a wise woman. Remember, every wise woman buildeth her house, but, but the foolish plucketh it down. So Solomon was, was the wisest man of all. And we're going to learn more about it being in the female gender here in just a moment. It's good stuff. Solomon was the wisest man of all. And because he was the wisest man of all, Solomon naturally was a what? A builder. He's known for the buildings he built. He built the temple of God. He built his own magnificent house. He built up a kingdom. In 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 7. I'm sorry, verse 4 through 7. 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 4 through 7. It talks about the queen of Sheba who came to inquire of Solomon's wisdom. She had heard so much about his wisdom. Watch how this goes. It says, And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built. You see how that goes together? She saw his wisdom. Specifically, she saw the house that he had built. Wisdom builds, verse 5, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up into the, into the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her, and she said unto the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came, and mine eyes had seen it, and behold, Behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Wisdom built Solomon's house. Not just the structure of the house, but also the order of the house too. Notice when she started speaking of the wisdom that she saw, it wasn't just the, the physical structure, it was the order. Specifically, she said, the meat of his table, the sitting 
of his servants, the attendants of his ministers and their apparel and cupbearers and the, the ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. It was not just the structure of the house, it was the order of the house. Now the Bible says wisdom has built her house. It's built not only the structure but also the order of the house that it built. Everything that goes inside, on inside that house, wisdom has built. Now the question remains is this. What house is the Bible referring to in this passage? What house has wisdom built? Well, the first thing I want you to see about this house is, is that it is a house that men are invited to come into. Look, skip forward if you will. We won't get into verse 4 tonight. We won't start that exposition tonight. We're only in verse 1 tonight. But look in verse 4. Speaking of his house, wisdom says, Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. If I've, wisdom's built her house, and wisdom tells people, if anyone out here is simple, that it means if anyone out here is simple-minded, if anyone out here lacks understanding, if anyone out here needs to know the, the wisdom of God, come on in. So the house wisdom built invites people to come into. Boy, that's exciting, Brother Shepherd. That's exciting. Brother Doug, if you're watching online tonight, you're missing it. I'd usually look at you and you'd be going, Amen. See, Brother Shepherd gets it tonight. But that wisdom builds this house in men. In women, mankind are invited to come in. Wisdom's house isn't a place for only wisdom to call home. It is a place for us to call home. We get to dwell where wisdom dwells. Kind of reminds me of the scripture. I go to prepare a place for you. And when I come again, I'll receive you into myself that where I am, there you'll be also. Isn't that good? It's wisdom's house, but wisdom says, come on in. Come into my house. The house that wisdom has built is the gospel covenant. That's it. Notice that wisdom has built it in the past tense, her house. When Jesus was here, he said, I'll build my church. As in future tense. Jesus is still building his church. He's still building his house. But, in Proverbs, he's already built it. Do you know why? What house did Adam and Eve get to run into? What house did Abel run into when he was accepted of the Lord? What house did Abraham run into when he believed in the Lord and was counted in him for righteousness? It was the house that wisdom built. It was the church. It was the gospel covenant. And that gospel covenant was fabricated between God and Christ in eternity past. The Bible says we are chosen in Him before the world began. This is a house that wisdom built in the covenant of God and is now building out through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing thing we're reading, what we're reading about here tonight. She's builded her house. Now as a wise woman builds her house, so wisdom is also building 
her house. It's a woman building the house with this wisdom. Do you know why? Because Jesus uses his bride, the church, to build his house. Here's a kingdom truth for you tonight. We are both building with Jesus as well as the building of Jesus. If you're, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you trust in Christ as your Savior, and you're sharing the gospel with others, you are not only building the house with Jesus, but you are the building itself of Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. The Apostle Paul said, For we are laborers together with God. How about that? Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. So there's two analogies that Paul is giving there. One is the husbandry. Husbandry is speaking of agriculture. So we labor with God in the sense that the fields are wide into harvest, and we go out there and we bring in the sheaves, right? We preach the gospel and we bring, bring in the sheaves. But we're also laborers with God and not only reaping the harvest of lost souls from the earth with that analogy, but we're also laborers with God in the sense of building God's house. As we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and people are saved, they are added unto the church, added unto God's building. But not only are we building God's house, but we're part of the building itself. People get added to the church like a stone gets added to a building. And those people share the gospel and then others get added to the building. So we're both the builders and the building as well. Look again at 1 Corinthians 3. Stay up here. 1 Corinthians 3. Look here now in verse 9 and 10. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. So we're the building Ye are God's building, but then he's telling us, be careful how you build. We're also God's builders. In Zechariah chapter 6, Zechariah chapter 6, verse 12 through 13. Boy, this, this Proverbs 9, 1, it's sending us all through the Bible tonight. Zechariah chapter 6, verse 12 through 13. The Bible lets us know... And let those people back then especially know that the coming Savior would build God's house. The coming Savior would be a builder. Zechariah 6, 12 through 13, And speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch. Now, if you'll look up here, uh, well, it should be all capital on branch. I'm not sure why that particular... Uh, uh, version of the King James is not, but uh, in mine it's it's all caps, B R A N C H. But the first letter is capitalized because it's referencing deity, the man whose name is the branch, and this branch here it's speaking about the branch that 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 comes out of out of God and then bears the fruit of God is speaking of Jesus Christ. It's another name for Jesus being the branch. 
And it says, And he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Isn't that something? Zechariah said, The branch is coming. The branch of God is coming. And he'll build the temple of the Lord. This one man will build the temple of the Lord. How is that? Because Jesus says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the church is the temple of the Lord. It says, And he shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne, and he shall be a priest upon his throne. The branch is a priest. The branch is a king. The branch is building the temple of God. As he's both king and priest, he's Jesus, and he's building God's temple. But he's not building it with stones of the earth, but with the souls of men. It says, and the counsel of peace shall be between them both. Now that Jesus, or now that wisdom has come, he is building his temple. Again, not with dead stones of the earth, but with living stones of men. 1 Peter chapter 2 we were here just a minute ago, and we're going to uh, go back to 1 Peter 2 and look at verse 2 through 5. Remember, he says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. And then he goes on to say, If so be that ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming, that is coming to the Lord, as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, that means rejected by men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also, as lively stones, that means living stones in comparison to the dead rocks, mineral rocks on the earth, ye also, as lively stones, are built up a what kind of house? Spiritual house. I told you wisdom's building a house in chapter 9, verse 1, but it's not a physical house. It is a spiritual house. It's not made of earthly stones. It's made of spiritual men and women who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ were built up a spiritual house, he says, in holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. When we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the wisdom of God, we become a living stone in the house of God. Through the preaching of the gospel, wisdom builds her house made of stones of all who believe. Every time the gospel's preached and someone hears that good news of what Jesus has done and they believe it and they say, I accept that. The Lord Jesus Christ, through the preaching of that gospel, that's the church, that's the woman building. Through the preaching of the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ just took a soul, made it alive, and then added it to the body of believers called his spiritual house. Why are we a house? Because wisdom lives inside it. When I have the gospel of Jesus Christ in my heart, I have the wisdom of God in my heart. I have the Son of God in my heart. It's amazing. The Bible says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. 
So the fact that by faith I'm trusting in Jesus as my Savior, then Christ is living in my heart by the faith, by my belief in Him. Why? Because Jesus is wisdom. Isn't that amazing? Living wisdom, living in me. I am a stone in the house. I am a builder of the house because I'm building by the wisdom of God. Every time I preach the gospel, what am I doing? I'm just sharing that wisdom. And what does that wisdom do when someone hears the gospel of Jesus? It starts building. Anyone who believes it, it puts the mortar on there, the mortar of the Holy Spirit, and adds another stone to the building. Praise God. Look back in your text now in the uh, book of Proverbs, chapter 9, verse 1. Look what wisdom has done. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. Underscore the word seven. Her seven pillars. Pillars. What are pillars? Well, if you're from East Texas, that may be something you lay your head on at night. <laughs> but, but that's really pillows. Pillars are columns. That stabilize. They're, they're stabilizing columns that support the structure of a house. They're not the foundation in the sense that the house is built on top of those pillars. That's, that's, the, that's the foundation. But the pillars, and you all know what the, those columns are. The, the pillars rest upon the foundation and the house rests upon the pillars on the foundation. They're the stabilizing uh, 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 items or whatever they are, but they're stabilizing columns. And in wisdom's house, it has seven pillars. And those pillars being seven, what does the number seven represent in the scriptures? Completeness, perfection. Remember the seventh day, God rested from all this work because it was all done. There's nothing else to be added to. So wisdom, in, in, when in building its house, it's got the perfect stable. It's got everything the house needs to continue to stand and to not be shaken. Remember, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Remember when, when Jesus talked about digging deep, the wise man digs deep and builds his house on a rock. The wise man builds his house upon a rock. So me getting wisdom, the wisdom of the gospel, that wisdom builds me and, 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 and puts me on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And as, I'm building, as, as I built my house on the rock, that house has these columns that stabilize me. And they're perfect. And wisdom's house is stabilized. By prophets, apostles, and pastors, and other gifts, but specifically those. The Bible says that we're built upon the, upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The Bible refers to men in the New Testament who were uh, stabilizing forces in the church. It refers to them as pillars. Pillars. 
And so the apostles and prophets and pastors, they teach the word of God to the lively stones thereof. God raises these pillars up and establishes them in the earth. He takes them from being foolish people, dead people, raises them up through the preaching of the gospel and through the gifting of God's Holy Spirit that Jesus gave. He gave gifts to the church, the book of Ephesians says. Listen to this in 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 8. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 8 says, He raiseth up the poor out of the dust. Now this was a man who was the poor in the dust right here. And through the gospel of Jesus Christ, God raised me up. Listen, He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill. To come to Jesus Christ, I had to understand I was poor. I owed a debt I could not pay. I was also a beggar. I couldn't work for it. I could only receive it. I come to Jesus Christ poor in my rags and I accept the free gift of salvation given to me. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes to make them inherit the throne of glory. What is the throne of glory? That is the throne that the branch sits on as king and priest in the house that he builds. To make them inherit the throne of glory. Listen now. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the world upon them. This world is going to be stabilized by one thing. Right? The world is not stable right now. The world is shaky. The world is, heaven and earth, the Bible says, is going to pass away. One day, the world will be rock solid stable. Because of the pillars that God has raised up, because of the house that God has built, because of the foundation, Jesus Christ that is built upon. That's what's going to make the world stable. The pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and He has set the world upon them. God's creation rests upon the pillars of God's wisdom, which rests upon the, pillar, the foundation of God's Son. When Adam sinned, the whole creation was shaken in Adam's foolishness. Because Adam did not act as the pillar of God's wisdom. And now the whole creation will perish unless it is redeemed by the wisdom of God's Word. Which is why God sent Jesus. Psalm chapter 75 verse 3. Psalm chapter 75 verse 3. Says the earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. And then God says I bear up the pillars of it. I bear up the pillars of it. There is no person that can preach the truth without standing on the word of God. You take a person off the Word of God, he is not a pillar. He is, he's not a pillar that's going to that's stabilize. He's a pillar that's going to fall. Oh, Samson, he put his hand on a couple of pillars, and they fell. But if that pillar's founded on Jesus Christ, it'll never fall. Notice that wisdom uh, uh, 
again hewed out those seven pillars and and that's the gospel covenant that 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 the the perfect savior Jesus Christ is what those pillars rest on whoever lays their faith on Jesus will have a hope for eternal life uh, it'll be built upon a rock that will never fail them for this reason wisdom's house the church consists both of being pillars and being the ground of truth. The house of Jesus Christ not only has the pillars that stabilize, but it has the ground that house is built upon. And it's all consistent of wisdom's truth. The truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. Listen to what Paul said when he's describing the church of God. He says uh, in 1 Timothy 3.15, But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Now God is wisdom. God Wisdom builds a house. He's speaking of the house of God. And then he says, what is the house of God? He says, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. That's us. Here in Proverbs 9, 1 to 9, we're reading about wisdom building us. In God's wisdom, He built His house by the gospel from eternity past. And it is founded upon a perfect foundation that can never fail, which is Jesus Christ. The pillars and the ground, those pillars rest upon, of the truth of Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says, for, no, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The ground of truth. Because He is the truth. The priest should have been preaching Jesus instead of crucifying Him when He came. They should have been building his church with him. They were supposed to be the people who should have been passing this wisdom on, but instead they rejected the foundation. They persecuted the seven pillars and uh, that, that wisdom was building his house with. And King David prophesied of this very rejection in the book of Psalms 118, verse 22. King David said, the stone which the builders... Now remember, we are the building, but we're also the builders. Remember? The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. Wisdom builds her house. Wisdom has builders, the, 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 the stones that are part of the building, then preach the gospel and they become the builders as well, adding unto themselves as they're preaching the gospel. When I believed in Christ, I was put into the cornerstone of the house. When, when I preach the gospel to someone or someone else preaches the gospel to someone, they believe in Christ, they're added right into the house as well. Added together to us as a church, as a building. These priests should have been preaching that wisdom, preaching that gospel, along with John the Baptist who said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. But instead they rejected the Lamb, which means they rejected the very foundation upon which the house was being built. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 verses uh, uh, 10 through 11. 
The Apostle Peter, referring back to Psalm 118, which says the stone which the builders refuse is become the headstone of the corner. In Acts 4, verse 10, 11, the Apostle Peter told the Jewish people, after Jesus had been raised from the dead, he said, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Now you take a cornerstone out of a foundation, you just got a bunch of rocks. But you build those rocks into a cornerstone, into a foundation, you've got some tying them all together. Jesus is the headstone of the corner. Jesus is the wisdom. Jesus is the builder. And I thank God that by His grace, His wisdom added me to His house. I thank God by His grace, I'm not just a stone in a group of other stones. By His grace, we have become the habitation of God and the Spirit. Through faith in His Son. One day, the house is going to be completed. The last stone will be placed in. And when that happens, the branch will dwell inside it as both king and priest. Lord and Savior, forever and forever. I'll close it with a little poetry. Haven't done this in a while. Wisdom built her house, it shall forever stand, built on seven pillars, resting on a man. He once was rejected, but on him my faith is laid. I'm a stone in his building, by his gospel I am saved. We'll close tonight. Thank you, Father, for your precious word. Thank you for the wisdom in your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father, that as we hear it, makes it alive and real in us. Thank you, Father, that you don't live in us, Father, in some fantastic kind of way, but you live in us, Father, in a real living way. How do we know that Christ is in us? Because his wisdom, which is Christ, is in us. If the truth of the gospel resides in me, then the Son, upon whom that gospel is laid, resides in me. You can no more separate wisdom from Jesus than you can life from God. And we thank you so much for that, Father, for this marvelous truth. Thank you, Father, for putting the candlestick of light into our hearts that shines upon the bread that gave his life for us. In Jesus' name.